this past week, um, our team from uh, that went to Mexico to serve with Pastor Joel and Veronica Adiola, our missionaries to Playa del Carmen, uh, they returned this last Tuesday. And man, a couple of things. One is Pastor Sergio is going to give a little update on what's going on and what the team was able to do. Again, thank you for all those who contributed to the team going. And, uh, but also, when Pastor Sergio was down in Mexico, Joel had him preach part of our Rekindle series. Did you know that in Playa del Carmen, they're preaching the same word that we're preaching here in Santa Maria? So we're, like, we're sister churches. And uh, Joel had talked to us a while ago about like, hey, could we stay in sync with what God is speaking to you guys in Santa Maria? And we're like, yes. And so when Pastor Sergio was in Playa del Carmen, uh, he brought a word from Santa Maria, really from the Holy Spirit, uh, to the church there. And it was such a good word. Um, I listened to the message um, on Facebook. You can do the same uh, and and see Pastor Joel and Veronica on their Facebook page. But I said, listen, Sergio, that is a word not only for Playa del Carmen, it's a word for us that is so fitting for our Rekindle series. And so would you please bring it up? Give it up. Please give it up (laughs) to our associate pastor, Sergio Gomez. Thank you. Hey, we're back from Playa del Carmen, and we brought the heat. (laughs) Kelly's happy. (laughs) Hey, we're we're just really happy. We were were able to uh, be in Playa del Carmen because of your generosity. Thank you so much. Uh, Pastor Joel said, hey, hey, uh, bless the church for me in, in Santa Maria. So we were just really happy that we could focus on different projects as we were in Playa del Carmen. Um, For the past few weeks, we have been asking God to rekindle an expectation in our hearts, right? And that he would move his power to perform miracles. But as we want him to help us to revive what is about to die in our lives, we also want him to help us in our purpose in this life. That's so important. And see, life takes us in different directions where we have experienced situations that either have benefited us or have bruised us, right? But this doesn't mean that God was not present in our life when we suffered. Because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and always. He's the same. He will always be with us. We weren't just not aware of his presence yet. Because we hadn't met him. But when we did meet him, he sent to us the comforter. The helper. Right? Our guide, our motivator. The Holy Spirit. See, God's spirit is not a ghost. We all know that. He's not a ghost. He's not a sensation. He is something real. And a couple weeks ago, Pastor Tim taught about the Holy Spirit. And when we cling to him, 
to help us constantly because it, he's, he's a promise to us. You guys remember that? He's a promise. Joel chapter 2 verse 28 says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. That is such a great promise to us. He's the same Holy Spirit that was hovering over the surface of the waters in Genesis, in the beginning. He is the same Holy Spirit that moves in us even in the midst of our darkness, our difficulties. And today, as we wrap up the Rekindle series, I want to share something that can negatively affect us while we are trying to rekindle what God has for us. And what I'm referring to is that you and I can focus so much on the negative things that others say about us. We can just focus on that. What others say about, us, about me has hindered me. And allowing the process that God wants me to go through the rekindle. It's just, it, held, it holds me back. And in our hearts, we want to rekindle according to what God has said about us. But the voices around us can sometimes fight against them. Do you guys remember that young man in the Bible that dealt with a big giant? You guys remember that? He dealt with others, what others said about him. He dealt with that. This young man allowed the Holy Spirit to guide him in every area of his life. And most of us have heard this story of David and Goliath for in 1 Samuel chapter 17. And it's about a young man who was able to defeat this giant who was shaming a nation of people known as the Israelites. This young man did not allow his people to be shamed. He actually stopped. He defeated this giant when he took a sling and hit him with a stone in the forehead. You guys remember that? But before this even happens, he was faced with three voices that wanted to overshadow what God wanted for him and for the people of Israel. Of Israel. See, the first voice that David uh, de deals with is Goliath. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 23, says the following about this giant. Goliath, the Philistine, champion of Gath, came out from among the Philistine troops. And at that moment, David heard him yelling his customary taunts at the army of Israel. Do we have all felt like we're dealing with a giant at times. And in many ways, this giant is our 2020. Right? The year of a large pandemic. The year that kind of stopped everything for us. 
See, this giant did not just come to scare them with, with his height and his big muscles. He wanted to defeat them with his words. He wanted to extinguish the last attempt that these people had to rekindle. You're weak. You're useless. We heard that voice before, right? You will never achieve anything in life. You will never get up on your feet after this. You know what that just sounds like? A bunch of lies. The enemy can just be full of lies. I learned something with Pat when I was in, uh, in Playa El Carmen. She taught me something. She said, Sergio, this is full of lies. Will you do that with me this morning? The enemy is full of lies. Full of lies. And we kept laughing throughout the, the, the time that we were there because it's so true. And it looks funny that you're doing like full of lies. But it's so true. This giant was full of lies. And that's not the only voice that David had to, to deal with. There's a second voice that he has to deal with. His own family. Ouch. Those closest to him, his brothers, verse 28, tells us that he has arrived, he's listened to the giant, but check out what his brother tells him. But when David's oldest brother, Eliab, heard David talking to the men, he was angry. What are you doing around here anyway? He demanded. What about those few sheep you were supposed to be taking care of? Oh, I know. I know your pride. Your deceit. You just want to see the battle. Man, these words, his brother, he wanted to make David feel like he was insignificant. Like if he was this small. David was a shepherd. He knew his responsibility. But his brother immediately reminds him about, about his responsibility. What about, what about those few sheep you were supposed to be taking care of? In other words, he was telling David, David, you don't belong here. Have we heard that? Have we heard that? You don't belong here. What are you doing here? You're this small man. You got nothing. You're not going to make a change. You're not going to make a difference. And he doesn't stop there. He actually tells them something that I just, I think it's so deep. I know your pride and your deceit. Who knows you so much that he's able to tell you that? I don't know anybody that knows me that much that would be able to tell me like, oh, I know you. You know why? 
Because God is the only one that knows our motives and intentions. He is the only one. He knows our heart. So why was his brother trying to stop him by telling him, oh, I know you, man. I know what's up. I know why you're here. And then the third voice that he, he hears is his own king, Saul. Verse 33 says this. He goes, he goes to, to Saul and he tells them that he's going to defeat the giant. But check this out. Check what Saul says. David, don't be ridiculous. Ouch. Saul replied, there is no way that you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy. And he's been a man of war since his youth. Wow. His own king. See, I don't know about you, but I've heard this voice before in my life. I've heard this. And not only do I think that this is the loudest voice, but maybe the stronger voice out of the three. I believe this voice represents our identity. Our self-talk. <laughs> How we think about ourselves can be the strongest voice we hear. Don't be ridiculous. You're just a little boy. You can't preach, Sergio. See, this kind of negative voice in particular can hold us back. Just hold you back so much. And it's because it just creates this tie in our soul, in our minds, that we worry about so much our, about our reputation, our honor, than what God has said about me. I've used this example about Houston before. I left to Houston back in 2016, and I decided to take my entire family. I told Pastor Tim, I said, hey, Pastor Tim, I'm moving. And I asked him, do you think this is part of God's will? And he said, Sergio, you know, God allows us to do many things. He allows us to do many things. But I was listening to my own voice. My own voice telling me, hey, Sergio, you're not going to allow people to tell you what is good for you or your family. You do what's good for you. You know what I learned? I messed up. <laughs> when I was there, I actually called Pastor Tim, and I said, can I go back? <laughs> I felt so much as a failure. I would cry at least two or three times a week. I would call my wife, and I was crying like a little boy. I am so sorry. I messed up. 
I won't tell you the rest of the things that I thought about myself. (laughs) But I did think, how am I going to move forward? How am I going to do this? How is this going to turn out to be good? How is this, what is this going to look like if I go back to Santa Maria? I was so hard on myself. So hard. You're just a failure. You're never going to make it. You're never going to get up from this. If you go back, you're going to be ashamed. People are going to be embarrassed of you. You're going to be embarrassed about yourself. So here's what God has taught me throughout this time. Because it's been five years. And I still don't forget this. Here are three things to counsel out those voices that can stop us from rekindling. We got to ask ourselves, what has God said about me? What does he say about me? Not what others say about me. Not what I say about myself. But what does God say about me? See, the best way to know what God has said about me is by reading the scripture. Reading the Bible. The Bible will not only encourage me, but it will help me defend myself when the words come to say the opposite of what God has said. They will always help me. Let me show you a scripture that tells us on how much God cares about us. Luke chapter 15, verse 8 says the following. Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Won't she light a lamp and sweep the entire house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she will call in her friends and neighbors and say, Rejoice with me because I have found my lost coin in the same way there is joy in the presence of God of God's angels when even one sinner repents see there was a party in heaven when we repented and there was a bigger party for some than others no 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 I'm just joking just joking Man, he really needed a party. (laughs) God was so good that he was like, I got to rejoice. I got to make a party, man. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 says, but God is so rich in mercy. And he loved us so much that even though we were dead, we were what? We were dead, man, because of our sins. He gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. Is it? It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. Praise the Lord. See, not only do we focus in reading the Bible. And allowing his Holy Spirit to remind us about what God has said. 
that we are precious to him. But there's another way to counsel out these voices that can stop us from rekindling. We got to spend time with Jesus. I said, we got to spend time with Jesus. That's what we have to do. Spend time with Jesus. And do you know why we have to spend time with Jesus? Because he is the only way to God. He is the only way. As we are bombarded by different voices, we need to find a way. And out of these, we need to find the way. We need to find the truth out of our circumstance. Because many times we don't, we don't know where, what, what way to go. We don't know what's truth, what the truth is. But Jesus is our help. And he, he makes an invitation in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. He says, come to me. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. And I will give you rest. He will give us what? See, the Lord has given us this promise that no matter what we are going through in life, nothing can separate us from his love. There is nothing that can separate us from his love. Romans 8.38 says, And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life. Neither angels or demons. Here, this is a good one right here. Neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow. What's going to happen with the pandemic? Don't worry about it. Nothing's going to be able to separate us from God. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. That's how big his love is. There is nothing that can separate us from his love. And the last way that we can cancel out those voices is to surround myself with those who will help me. There's people that want to help me. There's pastors that want to help me. Right? Proverbs 11, 14 says, without wise leadership, a nation falls. There is safety in having, having many advisors. It's safe. It's good. It's helpful. If I surround myself with people who give value and importance to my life, there's safety in having many advisors. People that will help me counsel out those voices that are holding me back to rekindle. People that are there for me. Proverbs 15.22 says, Plans go wrong for the lack of advice. 
But many advisors bring success. Oh, I want success. I want success. Do you want success? So what are the voices that you're listening to? Do you know what they are? Do you know who they are? Where are they taking you? How are they holding you back? How are they holding you back from their rekindle? God is so good that he will find, help me find people that care for me. People that are willing to help me even when I have not been able to counsel those voices around me. That's how, how good he is. Let me go back to this story about David. David is in front of, of Saul. And even when, they, when Saul tells him, don't be ridiculous, David, you're a little boy. Even when he tells him that, he doesn't, he doesn't turn around and walk away. He doesn't give up. The, vibe, the Bible tells us in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 34, he tells us this. But David persisted. David persisted. And he tells, he tells Saul this. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from the Philistines. Will you, will you persist and say, Lord, you will rescue me. Lord, you will rescue me from the claws of the lion and the bear. You will rescue me. Will you persist and say, the Lord who has rescued me from 2020 and from COVID will rescue me. He will rekindle good things in me. He will help me. He will fight for me. He will fight for me, church. God will rescue us if we come to him. He is our deliverer. He is our helper. And you may wonder, well, how, how do I deliver my burden? How do I give everything to him? We give it to Jesus in prayer. He is the Lord of everything. Plus, he's given us, given us his Holy Spirit to help us sur surrender everything to God. Would you pray with me this morning? Lord, we just give you everything. We give you everything. Help us counsel anything that has hindered or rekindled. We want to hear your voice. We want to hear your Holy Spirit talking to us. We give these voices to you. And we ask 
that you help us to cancel out the voices of hell that have been lying to us about who we are, that have been lying to us about where we're going, that have been lying to us about what we can or cannot do. Help us fight. Help us, Lord. We give it all to you. We give it all to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, if you need somebody to pray with you, if you need somebody to help you pray, to counsel out those voices, there's a prayer team up here that is ready to pray with you. Take, take advantage of that. Take advantage of those that want to surround, surround you with love and, and want to be able to be of that help. Church, God bless you. God bless you. Adios.